Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to study the book of Nehemiah chapter 4. That's Nehemiah chapter 4. Uh, for those that have been following along in chapter 3, we read of the um, building of the walls, the tremendous project, and all of the how the people all got together and and worked hard to begin the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. And we learned of the taunts of the um, of the enemy, the taunts of those that were led by Sanbalat and <coughs> Sanbalat, <coughs> the Samaritan, <coughs> Tovia, <coughs> the Ammoni, and um, uh, Geshem, the Arab, <coughs> the through who led three groups of people. Who um, were taunting the Jews, making fun of them, uh, saying how this wall is going to fall down. Just what one little uh, fox could push it, the whole thing down. What do they think they're going to do, and so on? Trying to ruin the people's morale. So we, but the people were not uh, were not dissuaded. They continued to build, and as Ezra complete, as Nehemiah completed the last. Uh, verse of the of the previous chapter, we continued to build until we had built the wall up to half of its height. So, in other words, they the entire length of the wall, the circle of the wall, was rebuilt, uh, but they still had a lot more height to add to the wall in order until it would be fully effective. So, Vayehi, let's read verse one. Ka'asher shoma sanbalat v'tovya, when sanbalat and tovya, the two leaders of the enemies, heard. Biha Arvim and the Arabs, Biha Ammonim and the Ammonites, Biha Ashdodim and the Ashdodites. Ashdodites, possibly referring to remnants of the Philistine peoples that used to live in that area during the first temple period. When they heard, Ki also Arucha, literally this means that healing had begun to come, Luchomot Yerushalayim, to the walls of Jerusalem. When they heard, that we're actually going on with our project, despite all of their taunts, despite them making fun, despite them, their threats, despite their abuse. We're continuing to do it. That all of those areas that had been broken down and collapsed are beginning to become closed up now. They were infuriated. They were angry. They're met, their, their attempts at ruining our morale have not been successful. So, they all conspired together um, to make a plan. Now we have to do open warfare against Jerusalem. It's not enough to make fun. These Jews, these Judeans, they're going to build it no matter. Uh, their spirit is high. Their morale is high. We need to attack them full force the old-fashioned way. The Lasos Lotoa. Not so much that their idea was to conquer the Jews or get rid of them, but they wanted to attack them enough to confuse them. In other words, again, to ruin their morale by attacking, by beating them, by killing a few, hurting a few, breaking some walls, making a mess. We could, we could, we can throw them into a state of confusion. They were, of course, frustrated by the leadership skills and abilities of Nehemiah. That was the key problem here. Until Nehemiah came, there was no unifying leader that brought the people together, raised them around, and got them all working together. We got to ruin that. 
So we, says Nehemia, we went and prayed to our God. And we then set up a guard, a watch, to protect ourselves against their attacks. Day and night, a 24-hour, 24-7 guard from before them to guard us from these enemies. This verse summarizes really Nehemiah's entire pattern of behavior and really summarizes the essence of what Judaism stands for. I know that sounds like a very uh, grandiose statement, but let me explain what I mean. We prayed to our God, and then we set up a mishmar, then we set up a guard, we set up a watch. That is how Nehemiah has been working. If in case you haven't noticed, Nehemiah constantly prays, and then immediately does. Nehemiah is constantly gives credit to God rather than taking the credit to himself, but then he's a man of action. Nehemiah is nothing if not a man of action. And this is how Nehemiah raises the morale of the people. We're going to pray, we're going to worship, we're going to ask, and then we're going to do, and we're going to plan. There's no such thing as praying for salvation without action. There's no such thing as action without looking to God for help. The two are necessary. One cannot last without the other. Vayomer Yehuda. So then the people of Yehuda, this is what, after we prayed and we started acting, the following was the saying, like this is kind of written as a poem, this, this verse. Koshal koach hasabol. The strength of the one who carries, who carries the, 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 the package or the burden or the basket, the, the strength is waning. And there's a lot, a lot of dirt. In other words, this work we're doing is a lot. It's heavy. It's tough. This is what the people of Yudah were saying. There's so much. Even just carrying away the dirt and the trash and the rubble that's, that's in the area where we're trying to build a wall and then carrying the, the dirt to help in the building of the wall. We are not able to to build part of this wall. This is what Yudah had been saying. Vayomru Tzoreinu. So that, that, that Nehemiah is kind of imagining, or not just imagining, he's reporting, this was the state of mind before I came to strengthen the people. They were saying, we just can't do this, it's too hard. Vayomru Tzoreinu, and those that are coming against us, Sanbalat and Tovia, and all of their characters, all of their cohorts, Lo Uv Lo they're saying, they won't even know and they won't even see until we sneak into their place and we're going to kill them. In other words, we are going to sneak up on them. We are going to wreak havoc, terror attacks. We are going to sneak through under the weak points of the walls, through the weak points of the walls, and we're going to attack them. And thus we will stop them from working. So this was the mood. This was the mood that was capturing the people. The people were tired and exhausted and the enemies were coming. However, remember among these peoples that were the enemies that were residing throughout the land of Judea, this is where they were, they were intertwined, living amongst many of, most of the Judeans actually that did not, and we'll see later in chapter seven how this was the case did not actually live in Jerusalem. They lived throughout the towns. Remember, we, learned, we read of the towns which they repopulated and resettled as they returned to the land. 
So among these enemies, there were also Yehudim, there were also Judeans who came to, the, to threaten the people that were working. However, they, there's various ways to understand this, but I'm going to explain it the way um, the Matsudos, Rashi, and other, Mepharshim, other classical commentators explain this. They had to join their neighbors when they came, but they, because they lived among them, but they would say to us, over and over again, they would repeatedly say to us, literally, means 10 times, but it doesn't mean 10 as opposed to 11 or 9, it means over and over again, they would report to us those places where they were planning on attacking. So in other words, we had, because the enemies were mixed and lived amongst our people, and because they were closely interrelated, in many cases, we'll see, there were intermarriages between them. So they were loyalists to the cause of rebuilding Jerusalem, mixed among those that were trying to take it down. And they would come and sneak, and, and sneak in messages and say, they're planning on attacking on the Northwest Gate at this and this place and this and this time. So we knew how to protect ourselves. So therefore, Nehemiah says in verse 7, so therefore I stationed, I, I set up from underneath the places behind the wall, standing on, 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 on tall rocks. In other words, I stood them up in those places where we knew those attacks were going to occur. And when I stood them up, when I, when I set up my patrols to stand there and guard at the places where we knew the attacks were going to come, I made, I divided the people into families, so brothers, cousins, uncles were fighting together. Imchavosehem, together with their swords, Ramchehem, and their spears, Vikashtotehem, and their bows. So they were armed, they were ready, and they had really good intel. And I put them together by family so that the kinship among the fighters together would be significant and strong. As we know so many times, you know, even in modern times when the American army goes, you have the units that fight together, units that come from the same state, from the same area, you know, that the people fight together better when they are closer, closer related. And I saw, says Nechemiah, and I, I, I got up, in other words, I got up in order to encourage people to lead them, and I said to the noblemen, and to the people in charge, and to the entire nation, I said to everyone, all levels of society, do not be afraid of them. Remember God, the great, the awesome, remember Him, and wage war wage war to protect your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes and property. Stand to protect your land. Stand to protect your home. Stand, most importantly, to protect your families, your wives, your sons, your daughters, your brothers. This is how Nehemiah exhorted them to fight. Again, the same idea. Remember God. Remember God and wage war. Let's look at verse 9. And it was, Then our enemies heard that we were informed. They were able to see that we had all of this good intel. So God ruined their plans 
and and because we we had we had good intel and with vanoshav kulano elachoma, so there then we were able to go back to work isha milachto, which was the point. Now once we got rid of the enemies and we ruined their plans, we were able to go back to work to the wall and continue our rebuilding project of the wall. By him and when it was on that day, once we started building again, after we repelled all of these attacks. I had to divide up the people. I still had to watch out for the enemy. So I divided the people into half. Half of my young men, right, were set to work. Meaning young men here, meaning the ones that are capable of both working and capable of defense, of being soldiers. So half of them I set to work. And half of them uh, would hold weapons. Biharamachim hameginim, and they would hold um, uh, the uh, the um, uh, spears uh, that that would protect, or or, or, or the shields, biakishatot, and the bows, biashirionim, and armor that they wore, biasorim, and the um, officers, acharekol beis Yehuda, would stand behind, in other words, in support of the entire house of Yehuda. So the entire house here, presumably meaning. These people consider themselves protecting not only those that are within the walls of Jerusalem, but also those Jews that were helpful to the defense of Jerusalem, though they were scattered throughout the countryside, throughout the various towns of Judea. Habonim <laughs> b'chomba, those that were building the wall. This is verse 11. Vianos imba sevel omsim. And those that were carrying the, the uh, sevel, here's like the... Um, the baskets within which they would put the rocks and dirt and so on, both to clean it up and to bring building materials. Omsim, they were, they were heavily, they had heavy, heavy burdens and packages. And one of them in his hands were the tools and the, and the items he needed for building, and the other one next to him was holding the weapons of war. So together with building, we had a defense and bihabonim and of the builders ishkarbo asurim even though the, those that were building had to carry swords just in case they were necessary to be more fighters asurim almosnov they had a, their sword girded on their side wearing their sword almosnov uvonim at the same time that they were building biatokea bashofar etzli and the one who would blow the shofar as a warning right if there was an attack coming the, the, sho- the chauffeur blower was with me in order to blow the horn to warn the people that an attack was coming. He stood with me, said Nehemiah, as Nehemiah uh, kept walking around the entire city and supervising all of the work. Omar, And I said, El again, I said to the leaders, and the people in charge, and to everyone, there is a lot of work and there, it is spread out over a large place. And the problem here is, is that we are spread out over the wall. In order to mount a proper defense, we need to have people gathered together. But the problem, Etanchami had a serious problem, and that was the people were spread out throughout the entire circumference of the wall. will spread too thin. The line of defense is too thin. Each people are too far away from each other. So therefore, we have to make a plan. And this is the purpose of the guy blowing the horn, blowing the shofar. We're going to walk around and case the area, and we're going to constantly be uh, uh, talking to our lookouts and our runners, etc. 
and will blow the horn at the place where the attack is coming. So the, when you hear an attack coming, when you hear the shofar blowing, then everyone should gather up next to us and then then our God will wage war for us. Again, the same theme, the same idea. He made a, an elaborate plan, a plan for defense, a warning system to warn when an attack was noted in a certain spot so people should gather there so that the line shouldn't be spread too thin. And once we do our part, then our God will wage war for us, never taking full credit, never taking credit for his plans and for his strength on his own, always giving credit to God. This is how Nehemiah operated. And so, therefore, we continued on our work. And half the people were holding the spears from the early morning until late at night. Even during that time, I said to the entire nation, Each man and his people and his guys and his young men with him or uh, uh, should sleep within the walls of Jerusalem at night. So therefore, even at night, we have enough people. Don't go home if your homes are in some of the outlying villages. Stay within the city so that the defense of the city should have as many defenders as possible. And then the night will be uh, to stand guard and the daytime will be a day of working. So those that were... um, there to defend had to be especially awake at ready at night. Those that were working the walls, especially working during the day. This is saying, and me and my brethren. In other words, the people working with me. This is Nehemiah talking. And my guys, the guys that worked with me, and all of those that were there for guarding Asherah that were there to defend us. We did never even got undressed. Even when we went to water to drink, we didn't get undressed to wash. We didn't. We were constantly always wearing our armor, our uniforms, our sword at the side, and all the implements we needed to work on the wall. We didn't stop day and night. Constant, constant work because there was a lot to do. Thank you so much for paying attention and studying together with us chapter 4 of Nehemiah. Looking forward to studying chapter 5 and of course all of the books, uh, all of the entire book of Nehemiah together.